ko au, ko koe, ko koe, ko au. I am you, and you are me. E te iwi nau mai hoki mai anō ki a te ahikā, ko marae arakuraku tēnei, mai wako. Justi Murray tēnei, kia ora tātou katoa. You're back with te ahikā. E te iwi he wiki miharo tēnei i te mea i whakanui a ki tātou katoa i te reo Māori. Ai marae, ko tēnei te rā whakamutsunga o te wiki o te reo Māori. And what an action-packed week it's been around the motu, with what web launches, left, right and centre. We've had Google Māori. Yeah, we noticed that Māori wasn't there, so... Part of our curiosity was to find out how we could get it there, but then part of our passion was to bring together a group dedicated and committed to bringing Te Reo Māori online. And e papakupu, an online dictionary with a difference. Here's a man on a mission. Rewitetimete has started a Te Reo Māori language club in his hometown of Tauranga. As you'll hear, the reasons why are pretty compelling. You know, especially our, our real... Um, elder Kui and Krauer were were passing away, and obviously as they passed passed away, you know they're taking all that knowledge with them. So um, it was really important that this component was really important for us to make sure that we, uh, you know, that we stop that uh, that lo- knowledge loss. And how inspirational is this? We're with an 85-year-old Pākehā man in Dunedin who has taken up learning te reo Māori. He's discovering all sorts of things, one of the more significant being whanaingatanga. I've really thoroughly enjoyed my introduction to it and I hope this time I'll have the patience and the persistence to carry on until I can speak reasonably well. In the Terrell. In our archival segment, Nga Taonga Kōrero, Timoti Karetu is paying tribute to Ngāti Pro statesman to Apirana Ngata. In a Kōrero recorded 14 years ago. I never ceased to be amazed at this visionary, this man who collected Waiata, Karakia, and Haka from all over the country, translated them, and explained where possible tribal, mythological, and geographical allusions. This collection is a veritable treasure trove which, as stated by him in the preface in part one of Ngamotiatea, and I quote, in these songs the poetical genius of our ancestors is made evident in their use of the Maori language. And Hareruya Apirahama is in the house. Kotimeatuatahi. It's Kōrero time. We are slowly working through the list of 100 kupu Māori every New Zealander should know. Last week, it was Nga Ingoa Wahi o Aotearoa. Place names of New Zealand like Whangamata and Awakino. And let's not forget the best place, Tauranga. Uh, ehe, ko te waimana ewa. And this week, we're looking at greetings in te reo. And the beauty of using simple, everyday greetings means it can be used Anywhere, like with mum at the breakfast table. Your colleague at work. Your personal gym instructor as you make your way to the treadmill. Yeah, because that's where I'm going every morning. Or when you're ordering dinner. Anei nga kupu hau. E nohora. It's goodbye if you're the person leaving. E haere Is the response I would make as I am the one staying. Haere mai means come here or welcome, like haere mai ki taku fare, welcome to my home. 
Kia ora is high, g'day, and can be used anywhere and anytime. It means good health. Morena means good morning. Now, it's appropriate to say morena after about 7 o'clock, that's in the morning, if you're an early bird heading to the gym like at 5am, mm-hmm. which is where I am every morning, not. The appropriate greeting is... Ata marie, because this greeting indicates it's very, very early in the morning. Tēnā koe is a formal way of saying kia ora to a single person. Tēnā kōrua is said to two people. Tēnā koutou is said to three or more people. Koe rana kupu hauma koutou, hei ako. Next week we are introducing nga ingo te tīnana, names of the buddy. Just head to our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash tiahika and the words are there to practice. Now you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter as well. Have you noticed anything different about New Zealand Google lately? Check it out. Underneath the search bar, six words, google.co.nz offered in Māori. Potaua Biasine Tule and his team wanted to include Te Reo Māori in the 117 languages or so offered by the search engine. Uh, our interest came from roaming around online. Uh, Google is one of the largest search engines. But we noticed that Māori was not a part of their language tool. Uh, So when you search through Google, you have the opportunity to click into your own language, uh, Swahili, Swedish, Tongan, and to click the interface so it translates every word on that mainstream into your language. Yeah, we noticed that Māori wasn't there. So part of our curiosity was to find out how we could get it there. But then part of our passion was to bring together a group dedicated and committed to bringing Te Reo Māori online. Googles don't go out to promote the language tools. They offer the opportunity for volunteers uh, within a culture to seize the opportunity and provide the content to do the work of the translations, the terms, the words, the concepts. And I think you work basically on a voluntary basis to provide Google with that language tool. So what we've done is over the last 15 months, 15 or so months, brought together a team of about 45 people and just painstakingly looked at every single word and term that comes up and um, used our collective ability to translate that. Uh, how was the process in, in details? I mean, was it, was it hard at all? Yeah, it was a stop-start process. From the beginning, there was myself and my wife, Nicole Luster. Um, we're both with tangatafenua.com and we produced... Uh, Ipa Nui Rangi Kainga that goes out every two weeks or that should be going out every two weeks <laughs> but um, from there we sent out a, pa- a pānui through tangatafenua.com to other people who might be interested in either the technological side of Google Māori or the language side of Google Māori and so every few months new people joined in we found people that were working on something similar uh, we found people that had worked on other IT projects like Tetaka Keegan, uh, working with Microsoft. And um, we didn't provide the lead, we just helped to support the want to get the language up onto Google. How does one use Google Māori? Is it, is it to get the right um, spelling, the word, the meaning, or is it just like, do we see the words macronized? Yeah. Um, well, what's, what's the overall benefit of having Google Māori? Well, for one, it sits uh, Te Reo Māori alongside the Um, other 117 languages that are online uh, through the Google language tool. It also allows us to reach out to rangatahi 
who we see as the next generation of language users. And because their comfort zone online and with new technology is pretty great, we thought the best way to keep our language alive is to recognise where rangatahi are and to produce and promote the language tools that they will use. But also it will allow us to bring our kaumatua on because a lot of our kaumatua aren't into computers and are still asking what's a Google. <laughs> so for us it's a good way to bring the rangatahi together with our kaumatua to do a joint language project. By doing that we've had to translate over 1,600 messages um, we've had, which consists of about 8,000 different words. Basically, when you go to the Google page, you'll load it up, and the search, you'll see the Google sign, and where you enter your search words. You click into the language tools, and that'll take you to a list of available languages. Te Reo Māori will be there, down into, in the language part. And then once you click on there, it takes you back to the main screen, but all of those words, like search, do you feel lucky, maps, will be will be in Māori. Wow. So it, it specifically can help you identify your Māori search. Kia ora, my name is Bōtaua Biasini Tule, uh, from the whānau Raku Raku. Ko Ngāti Pukiao is my father's side, from down in Mauria, Rotoiti. And I'm the managing director of tangatawhenua.com and also part of the team behind the Google Māori project. Now, staying with cyberspace, not only was Google Māori launched this week, but in Parliament on Monday, e-papakupu, an online Māori dictionary, went live. Now, you may not think that that's a big deal, but it is. Contained within the dictionary, and here's the kicker, uh, whakaro Māori, so... That means no transliterations or translation of whakaro Māori into English and translated back into Māori again. <laughs> Go online and you'll see it. All that information is at our website, radionz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. I'm Justine Murray. And I'm Mariah Rakraku. And this is Tiahika. For one member of Ngāti Hangarau, Ngāti Ranginui Iwi, preserving the unique dialect of his iwi has become a bit of a crusade. So much so, Rewati Temete has founded a Te Reo Māori language club. Now, this isn't a simple turn up at weekly classes in Kōrero i Te Reo Māori. Uh, no. Nah. This ropu has devised a four-part strategy they're hoping will impact on their reo and consequently strengthen their iwi. Uh, the Te Reo Māori Club uh, came about by accident, really. One of the things that we were doing here in Tauranga was developing a strategic Māori language plan. And there were four components, four key components of their Māori language plan. Uh, number one is uh, Te Pau Marama, uh, that's really about uh, a greater awareness or a critical awareness in our community, not only within the Māori community, but also in the mainstream community uh, about our language, um, about its, its uh, you know, uh, the challenges that our language was, was facing in terms of its survival in our community. So Te Pau Marama or, or, or critical awareness was about strategy, about letting our, our community know, look, you know, if we don't do something and invest in our language now, you know, in, in uh, two or three generations, this language is going to be lost. And, and so um, that's one of the components. Another component was about archiving, uh, making sure that we do everything that we can do to archive um, the stories of our kaumātua, of our queer, and our, of our kraua, 
um, the histories that um, that they that that they've gone through in terms of their upbringing and also different words and different sentences and 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 kiwaha and kirehu, um, you know, that pertain to our uh, specific dialect here in here in Tauranga. Um, and also making sure that that you know that information is is recorded so that we don't lose that information uh, because what we've found is that you know a number of our of our queer and our crowa uh you know especially our our real um elder queer and crowa were were passing away and obviously as they passed passed away you know they're taking all that knowledge with them so um it was really important that this component was really important for us to make sure that we, uh, you know, that we stop that uh, that lo- knowledge loss, um, and we've called that particular component uh, te pauhere, ke here here inga korero, menga inga korero katoa akuima koroma. The third component uh, was really about uh, what we call application. Um, which is about applying the language, uh, having uh, different environments or creating different uh, environments where the language could be heard, the language could be spoken um, quite easily, and that uh, you know that that's the only language that you're hearing. And so um, the Te Reo Māori Club uh, came out of that uh, out of that particular component, um, and we realised that uh, you know it's not a new uh, cope up, but it's not a it's not a new strategy um, because I know that uh, it has been a strategy that has been used by other rohe, uh, like for instance in Wellington. I heard of a of a Te Reo Māori club uh, that was created down there some years ago. You know, for us it, it was a, a an important strategy, so that uh, we're creating a social context or social environment where uh, people can you know, come into that environment and know that they're coming there to listen and to speak Māori. And it doesn't really matter um, what level uh, in terms of your knowledge of the language where you're at. Um, it, really, it was just uh, being exposed and creating the opportunity for people uh, who were mokemoko or who, you know, missed staying in the language and hearing the language in a social context. Um, and of course, the other component for our strategic plan was really about language acquisition, and we've called that um, te pau araro. And araro meaning ara as in pathway, and ro meaning 100. So 100 pathways or 100 opportunities to acquire the language. And so, you know, those are the four components. And like I said, the Te Reo Māori Club, um, you know, is, is not a new idea. Uh, and so, um, you know, we've just we've just basically, uh, I guess, latched onto that idea and, and brought it here to Tauranga and, and trying to create a social context for people, um, you know, to uh, to to come to that uh, Te Reo Māori speaking environment and just participate however they wanted to participate because it wasn't a wānanga, it's not a class, it's just really a, a social environment where people can come in and listen and, and speak to the Māori, and, and that's really, mm. you know, where it's at. Oh, kia ora, kia ora. So um, what interest has there been um, from the locals and, and people that you have talked to that want to revitalise their reo? Oh, there's been a huge interest. Uh, we've had a number of people uh, ringing, ringing me and, and emailing me and, and saying, look, you know, when's the next one? Because we've heard about this, you know, and... Uh, 
and 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 also one of the things that that uh, that has come through is that there's been a lot of interest um, from our local media here in Tauranga mm. about it, and so they've they have uh, I guess assisted in in highlighting um, this particular strategy or this particular club, you know, out there in the wider community. And there's a lot of excitement, you know, and it's um, it's quite astonishing actually uh, because it's not only for uh, you know, for people who are fluent in the in the reo in, in the in te reo Māori, but also for people who um, who may be attending night classes, uh, but don't really get the opportunity to actually uh, get highly exposed to to hearing the language. You know, for for a lengthy period of time, or or just hear the language in a in an informal um, environment. So, you know, I mean, there's been a huge uh, interest here in. And I know that uh, our, our next Māori language um, gathering, you know, I, I believe that there's going to be a lot more people uh, coming because because of the local media and how they've participated in highlighting the actual event. You know, um, I know that there's going to be a huge attendance by uh, a lot of different people from our community, not only people who are, who, who are from Tauranga, but people who live in Tauranga but come from other tribal areas. And, and so um, I think we all have one thing in common is our love for the language. And so uh, I guess that was the important, the important copa before, uh, you know, this particular um, strategy, you know, uh, a te Māori club. Kapai. what's your advice or what's your what's your kōrero afi, I suppose, to those who are, um, as you said, very, very shy. They know the basics. They really want to revitalise their reo, but when they're in that environment, such as a club, where it's very, it could be intimidating, how, how can those people cope? Basically, you know, there are two things, two, two strategies that we've put in place to help those people. Number one is to always be understanding. Know, to always be um, helpful, to always uh, encourage, you know, those of our of our of our people and of our whānau, uh who are at that level. Because uh, for those who are uh, second language learners, and you know, and I put myself in that category, you know, we've been there and done that, and we know how Aye. it feels, and it can be quite frustrating. But um, in my experience. When you have people who are just saying kia kaha and encouraging you and, and saying to you, don't give up, you know, just keep on going because you'll get there. You know, it's just uh, being persistent mm. and, and then sooner or later, you know, as you participate and um, strengthen your knowledge of the language, you'll get there and, and, and the realisation when you get there, you know, is absolutely awesome. And, uh, you know, so that, that's number one. The the other strategy that we've done within our uh, uh, Te Reo Māori Club really is about um, uh, we we give each each participant uh, a like a a, a, a tag um, uh, you know like a name tag and on that name tag is actually um, a, a different colour so everybody can see um, you know which uh, in each colour is is linked to the uh, level. level oh wow that person is at so that you're not getting a fluent speaker coming up to <laughs> a, a person who's only just begun, you know, going mm. hard out, and then, you know, both people feel, uh, you know, embarrassed. Mm. You know? So uh, when they see the different colours and they know what level, uh, you know, because each colour is, is specific to to what level that, that person is at, you know, they, they can either um, upgrade or downgrade, you know, their speaking um, uh, or, or, or choose not to speak to that person, <laughs> as the case may be. Um, but it's really about you know uh, 
creating a, an understanding as we as we first go into it. You know, we start with a, we start with a karakia, you know, and we just uh, you know we just uh, say to everybody, you know, these colours mean that you're at this different level. So you know. Ngāti Paro statesman Apirana Ngata influenced many a generation when he encouraged Māori to take up the tools of the Pākehā for the benefit of Māori. A philosophy he utilised himself. His many achievements, including those as a composer and gatherer of Mōtetea, were celebrated 14 years ago. Anei te reo a Timoti Karetu. Mana tangata mana iwi, mana whenua. Te nā koutou e karanga nei te motu ki a whakawhaiti mai, ki te whakamama, ki te whakamānawa, ki te whakanui, ki te whakarangatira i tō tātakau mātua. Te nā koutou ki te panekira o ngā panekiretanga, e tū mai nei, e reia mai nei, e te puaheiri a te kōpaka, te tohu mauri o te neo ngā mautere o a te aroa nei. Nō reira koutou tewi kāenga, karanga rā, karanga rā, karanga rā. E koro e api, ko hoia nei e koe tō waka ki tu o te tāepe patango terangi. Ki te whenua taurikura, e au ei tākou tō moe. Moe mai e koro, moe mai. E kore pea e kitea tō uritea. Nā uhoki te kōrero i roto i tetahi o waiata, nā te ao, āna hanga. A he ao ke nāna koe i hanga. Engari aha ko aoke, ko ngā tūmanako, ko ngā wawata, ko ngā whakarehurehutanga, ko taweri te ano. Te rangona tonuhia nei, te haruru o tapuae. E rangona tonuhia nei o kupu i ki ai koe, e tipuerea, mo ngā rā o tōuau. Kā tie koro, hoki wairua maira, i runga i tōiwi. E noho nei, e haku nei, e kuatau nei, E whakamānawa nei i ākoe mōwi parai te huarahi ki te mātauranga, ki te oranga. Tātou te whakarauikatanga e pai nei. Tātou i hui mai nei runga te reo karanga o te rā. E mihi ana, e mihi ana kia koutou. Te rā koutou, te nā koutou. Kia ora tātou katoa. Iau i tono atua tahi mai ai kia harama i ki konei kōreroa i whakaaroau. Me kororo Māori ke pea, ka kia mai au e te kai whakahaere tērā pea, he hua kore tērā ahua. Engari, kia au nei, mena tātou kei te koro matekau mātiora, ko tahi tonu te reo. Ko tērā o ngā reo, engari, hei arohātu ki te kaupapa. Hei arohātu ki a tātou tamariki e pai nei. Kwa huri ati moti ki tērā o ngā reo, me kore e tūpono, ka tino mārama mai. Nō reira, Tātou koutou, ngā tamariki kei ngā whare wānanga nei, koutou o tātou rangatira mo te wākei te tūmai. E mihana kia koutou. Kariro mā koutou te rā kau e kaue. Nō reira, kaue ake, kaue ake, kei a koutou a te wākei a koutou. 
I wish to preface my remarks with some of the lines from one of the many compositions of Tweeningawe. Te genius nei, as she was so affectionately referred to by Sapira Nangata. In her Weyataringa Karangatiara, performed in 1934, at the opening of the meeting house, Te Honokirarotonga, located in Tokomaru Bay. Nā haura e api, nā haura e koro, wero ki taku uma titi rawai te manawa, oho ana te mauri au era. It was you, api, it was you, sir, who stirred me to the very depths of my being, and I am now inspired, au era. Indeed, what greater inspiration could any young Māori aspiring to the heights of education both in the Māori sense and the Pākehā sense have than Sapirana Tsurupangata, the first Māori graduate of the University of New Zealand. It is recorded that while he was a member of Parliament, he was far more academically qualified than any of his colleagues. When one considers his background, poor in contemporary economic terms, but rich in cultural and linguistic terms, and the trials and tribulations endured by his mother, merely to ensure that he would be conceived and carried to term, it is no mean feat to have achieved such high academic qualifications. There's a very moving description of how his mother wished to become pregnant in, the, in Farekura number 12 or 13 by Wiremungata. I think we should all read it. And if you look at that background, then you really appreciate what a great man this man is. He was to prove, exemplify, and epitomize the fact that because, of one's, because one's first language is Māori, it need not be to the detriment of one's command and mastery of English, as so many detractors and opponents of the teaching and learning of Māori would have us believe. Many a Māori parent was, unfortunately, persuaded and convinced by these ignorant people hence the very parlous state of the language today. Experts in the field of language acquisition say that a strong background in one's first language makes the acquisition of other languages comparatively simple. The obverse also holds true. The lack of a strong language background has led to the poor academic performance of many Māori students. It should be noted that it is not the fact that the first language is Māori, but that the command of the language is not good. Poor language is an impediment to success, no matter what the context. Awayataringa alleged to be one of Tweeningawe's compositions, but performed most often by Ngāti Pornik of Wellington, <coughs> offers the following advice. Kia kaha, kia kaha. Takahia ngārori, ngārori o apirana, ki te kimi i te ora. Do it. Following the footsteps, in the footsteps of apirana, in his quest for our well-being. Many other academically successful Māori were to follow him, and their names can be recited like a litany. But Sapirana Tūrupangata remains the prime example to emulate. It was he who first strode the halls of academe, thereby inspiring us to follow in his footsteps, whether confidently or diffidently. It seems eminently appropriate and apposite to me to use excerpts from Haka in Weyataringa, 
to introduce, to confirm, and to illustrate points for were it not for Sapirananata, would the way Ataringa have evolved with all its conventions? And would we have been able to have access to classical Waiata with annotated references such as those available to us in the four volumes of Ngamo Teatea? I never cease to be amazed at this visionary, this man who collected Waiata, Karakia, and Haka from all over the country, translated them, and explained where possible tribal, mythological, and geographical allusions. This collection is a veritable treasure trove which, as stated by him in the preface in part one of Ngamo Teatea, and I quote, in these songs the poetical genius of our ancestors is made evident in their use of the Maori language. In latter times, now remember we're talking about the turn of the century, not 1994. In latter times, in these days of the European, the language is regular, phrases are frequently broken up like an infant walking. In other words, he's saying the language has become very ordinary. That's also true for 1994. In former times, a wealth of meaning was clothed within a word or two, as delectable as a proverb in its poetical form and in its musical sound." Unquote. Few contemporary composers are able to couch their thoughts in a few words without sounding obtuse or obscure and without being incomprehensible. While much has changed in the field of hakapoi, wayata, and wayataringa, the beauty and appropriateness of the lyric correctly expressed are still the true fundamentals of the art. Without them, the art is meaningless and shallow. Language loss has meant that much of the composer's lyric cannot be readily understood so that the contemporary audience reacts more to the movements than to what is being said, so re-education is essential. It has to be appreciated that the language is more important than the movement. Many Haka leaders would not agree with me, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> some of the most beautiful lyrics in Waitaharinga are to be found in the compositions of Sir Apirana. Many of his songs are still performed by his people, and others have enjoyed national currency, in particular, He Puti Puti Koe I Katohia. Nga Taonga Kōrero o Timoti Karitu, taken from a presentation in 1994, paying tribute to Se Apirana Nata. E te iwi, koua e wareware. Don't forget. Me whakapaa tuki tō mātou e pūrangi. To check out our website. RadioNZ.co.nz forward slash teahika, where you can access our podcast and all the information about today's programme. Robin Smith hails from Dunedin. Now, this kanoa is pretty impressive. Nā te mea e waru te kau mārima te pakake o te kraua nei, no te rohe o o te poti a Robin. He's 85 years old from Dunedin, and he's decided to learn te reo Māori. I lost my wife at the beginning of this year after spending about three years looking after her as she suffered from Alzheimer's. And... So now uh, I thought I'm free to do other things. And suddenly in the letterbox there appeared a leaflet offering a free course in Māori. And this seemed a jolly good idea to me. Even at 85 it was uh, still possible to 
to make a real start on this, something I should have done years and years ago uh, when we used to live uh, in Hamilton, in the midst of Maori people all around. And here I am now in Dunedin, where we can go for weeks without even seeing a Maori face. Well, anyway, I, I put myself down to... Uh, to go to this class. I didn't know quite what I'd be in for, but it was amazing the the welcome uh, we got. About 30 of us turned up for the first class, and, you know, we were very quickly made to feel at home. It was just a, a lovely, warm experience. And it was amazing how how quickly, as a group, we began to feel uh, that we were all part of the whānau. The the main emphasis in this course, it's run uh, by the Wananga or Aotearoa, uh, the main emphasis is on conversation, being able to speak to each other in Māori. And so we are introduced to uh, very uh, simple things that to start off with, just how we greet each other. Tēnā koe, tēnā korua, tēnā kotoho, or kia ora. Now we say goodbye. Kākite anō, Yes, all sorts of simple things like that. And then we were introduced to uh, simple questions and answers, like, how are you? And you answer, I'm fine, <laughs> and so on. And uh, so it just began to build up more and more of vocabulary uh, in, uh, in being introduced for us and uh, every now and again uh, in the course there would be uh, now they didn't like to talk talk about tests they were uh, assessments of how far we had got on and uh, always very encouraging and and helpful and so you know, where we got things wrong, uh, they, they would, uh, um, you know, put us right and uh, so on, and uh, we can have another go at things. And really, all the way through, we were building up this strong sense of belonging together as a class. And really, as the oldest uh, member in the class, they gave me what I didn't really deserve at all, a, a special respect as an honorary sort of kaumatua for the group. And, and it so happened that, uh, of course, you know, when I registered, I had to fill in my birth date and all that, so they, they knew my birthday. And <laughs> the class, uh, where we, when we met after my birthday, they came in with a huge birthday cake 
I apologise for not putting 85 candles on it. <laughs> and even with, you know, the number of 30 or so of us there, there was still a huge lot of the cake left over that they made, made me take home. <laughs> it was really, really a, a lovely experience. And it, it just made me realise how much special respect there is in Māori community for those who are old. I just wish I deserved it a lot more. <laughs> um, just recently, uh, we were um, taken to spend a weekend at the local marae at Otakao. And this again was a wonderful experience, a further entry into something more of the, the, the culture of Māori life. Yes, we still had our, our work to do as a class there, but it was just, just such a, a great experience for us to uh, be introduced to the different features of the marae and the special ceremonies that go with uh, welcoming visitors onto the marae. And at Otakao, it really is a climb uphill to get into the Whareanui. I suppose it symbolised the, the struggle we have in, in coming to terms with uh, the Maori language and the the whole experience of sharing in the the Maori culture and way of life. I've really thoroughly enjoyed my introduction to it in this way, and I hope this time I'll have the the patience and the persistence and so on to carry on until I can speak reasonably well in the Terrell. A few months ago uh, in the class we were introduced to that famous very long Maori place name and that immediately reminded me of Peter Cape's song uh, that uh, our family, when they were all at home, used to love to to sing together. And I still had the record of at home. So when I got home that night, I got out that record, played it through several times to try and get down as accurately as I could all the words of the song. And printed off a couple of copies. And so the next week I came along and I sang his song to the class and the tutor was so taken with it that she immediately got one of my copies and photocopied it so all the class had a copy and we must have sung it through seven or eight times that night so it definitely became one of our class waiata. Now, I'll try and sing it for you. Maori joke on a hilltop playing a flute 
Cooler than good man, boy he was butte, and the thought that he thought in between each toot was Tamata Foka Tangi Hanga Kuawa Tamatea Tori Poka Poka Pikimong Aronuku Pokai Fenawakitanatahu Soon the Maori sealers come and gather round, hitch up the pew-pew and sit on the ground. Man, they say, you'll send me what's that new news sound. And he said, Taumata Foka Tangihanga, Koa Awa Tamatea, Tori Poka Poka Pikimonga, Oronuku Pokai, Whenua Ketanatahu. Then these Maori jokers meet another race, Along come the Pakeha with the whitewashed face. Hey, they said to the Maori, what do you call this place? And they said, Taumata Foka Tangihanga Koa Awa Tamatea Tori Poka Poka Pikimonga Aronuku Pokai Whenawaketanatahu Now I own a station down in South Hawks Bay Get tired of mustering every day, but I never get as tired as I do when I say, Tamata Poka Tangi Hanga Koa Watamatea Tori Poka Poka Piki Mong Haronuku Pokai Fenawaketana Tahu. Wow, see, it's never too late to learn something new. Tina Timihiatsu Kiakwe Robin Kiakaha Kiamaya. Ruia Apirahama is both passionate in his singing and his convictions, a talented musician and an advocate for the retention of Te Reo Māori. Here's the first of a three-part interview. Anatapiata is interviewing. Ko tōku ingoa, ko hari Ruia Apirahama, a heuri au, no rotumai ngā kāwai o Ngāti Kuri i tau pauri puhutiare, a, ko te marae, ko te reo mihi, ko te kāinga, ko te hāpua, te tākitaku matua, te tākitaku whāia, no rotumai ngā kāwai o... Uh, ngāti Tūrangi Tukua, Ngāti Pikia Huawai, Ngāti Tūwhare Toa, ko Hīrangi uh, te kāinga, ko Tūwhare Toa i tau pauri te whare. O tira i whakatupu riakea hau, mātou ko tōku whānau i runga o rātana pā. Kia ora koutou. Ti, he toto mai nā pito o te motu. Ai, tātou katoa te ahua nei. Ai, tika. You're famous. Has music always been in your bones? Yes, I'll have to say uh, music is a, is a strong part of my uh, makeup and upbringing. And uh, as I mentioned, growing up in Ratana Pa, uh, the mecca of our faith and movement, uh, it, it gives a lot of uh, value and emphasis to music. And so growing up uh, as a young person in Ratana Pa, I started off in a brass band. And all of my brothers and sisters are all members of brass bands. And I remember my mother telling us a little story that uh, when she was carrying myself and my twin brother in the womb, she wrapped the radio around her korpu, her stomach. And she says that um, my mother, she was a member of the choir and she loved singing. My father, he couldn't sing for, you know, uh, to save himself. Uh, But our mother, she was... She was passionate about music, and as I said, she wrapped the radio around her her kōpū when she was carrying us, and there were a number of songs that my brother and I used to uh, react to and play, and... uh, They were... They were... The one one in particular was um, 
I can see clearly now the rain has gone. And the other one was, uh, uh, who was it? I'm not sure if it was Engelbert Humperdinck. Um, I forgot the name. Tom it's Jones. not unusual. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> not unusual to be loved by anyone. Hey, my kids still boogie to that song now. Thank you very much. So, uh, you know, through the influence of radio, our mother and the choir, our brothers and sisters and, and the brass bands, uh, we we had to learn at least three instruments to get into. We had an A grade, a B grade, and a C grade. And band. we, yeah, and the brass band. And we were also we had to also be available and adept in kapahaka. So there was kapahaka and brass band. And added to that, we had stage band. So in Ratana, we have an annual festival every 25th of January. We get up to about 30,000 people who come. And for us annually, that was the opportunity for us to perform to large crowds in our community. And so we had stage bands. Our brother led uh, a lot of our stage bands. And our sister, she won a number of uh, talent quests when she was younger. And it was through that that we uh, uh, learned quickly about how music and, uh, you know, it's a good career. Then, was it a career? Growing up uh, in the community, it's hard to differentiate between career and normal life because music was part of our normal life. Uh, We, from the religious side to the healings, we saw how music can move people on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, and then we also saw how music can move and motivate people on an entertaining level. And at the entertaining, cutting at the entertaining edge, uh, we also learned that um, uh, music was a, while others around us saw music as just a hobby, and the general attitude of uh, I would say the wider population at that time was music was just a hobby. But we learned very quickly that music is a viable career. And to give an example, our sister won uh, a talent quest, and with her winning, she bought our first telephone. And after that, our father, he would take a percentage of our gigs that we would do, and he would bank that, and he would invest that back into buying new instruments or if we had to travel out. And with a community that's so in love and passionate about music, we all learned off a lot of the older people as well, not just in terms of performing, entertaining. And um, one of the great things I loved about particularly the older generation and the Māori show bands era, uh, the musicianship, the level of musicianship, the level of performance, entertainment, and, and, the, and the ability to make people laugh and feel good about themselves. Does that intergenerational transmission, does that still go on now? Not as common as it was for my generation and We don't older. have guitar parties like we used to. No, that's right, and it's all been taken over by digital and by iPod and, and our um, uh, laptops, etc. And uh, there's new room for, and I've seen a, uh, uh, a huge revival with the digital age and the young generation, and it's exciting too. Um, I'm from a generation where we were still recording, as you're saying, from the guitar parties and then recording from uh, analogue and the studios, and we were making the transition from analogue to digital. But getting back to the younger generation, now there's some, there are some techniques and finer details of the art of entertaining and musicianship that I feel have been lost in the younger generation. That's not a criticism because... 
the, the new generation have new instruments to explore, uh, which is digital and mixing and, you know, sampling and all of that stuff. But uh, all in all, it's still exciting to be a part of New Zealand music, Kiwi music, and also being part of that whole history that Māori have contributed to New Zealand music history. Aneira tetehi fakatauki, ko au ko koe, ko koe ko au. I am you, and you are me. Tihe mauri ora, ko taki tumu me mātātua ngā waka, ko mauau te maunga, ko tauranga te moana, ko ngai te rangi, ko ngāti rangi nui, ko ngāti pūkenga ngā iwi, ko reweti te mete tō kuengua. We've arrived at the end of the program for yet another long, <laughs> long week. <laughs> it's been a busy one, I reckon. <laughs> now, don't forget to catch all the action at the Wellington Regional Kapahaka competitions taking place on the 9th of August. Aida, it's happening at the Michael Fowler Event Centre, and you can grab your tickets from Tikitik. So, to all the rangatahi competing in the event, go, go hard! hard. I'm Justine Murray. And I'm Mariah Rakuraku. E mihi atu ki nga kai kōrero i tēnei wiki. Kia ngā hua mahi, kia ora. Nau mai hoki mai anō e tewi, hei a tērā wiki. Mauri ora! ora.